Welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast with my dad Matt and his friend James talking about real relevant things and sharing feelings. <laughs> Happy New Year and welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast. This is James Gomez coming to you from Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, and I'm a pastor at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church here, and I am accompanied by Matt Coyne, who serves Rollin Church in Manton, Michigan. We again say Happy New Year to all of you, and we're ready to roll on a new series of, of podcasts, bringing them to you uh, and hoping hoping that you enjoy them and are benefited and blessed by this ministry. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great, James. Happy New Year to you as well and all of you out there. It's a, you know, we had a great time with the Advent series, but it's good to be back to the regular episodes. It's going to be weird. We're going to go from five to seven minutes back to, I hope we can talk enough. The the occasional (laughs) eight minutes, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We, We hit, I think, eight minutes and 30, I don't know why, eight minutes and 37 seconds, I think. For some reason, that number sticks out. That was our longest one. Magic numbers. You know, some people yes. have. Oh, I saw. I went. We went to my my sister in law's house uh, over Christmas, and underneath the Christmas tree, they had a magic eight ball. And yeah. I was the, the my nephew Jude was looking at it, and he's like, "Ask a question," and then he was trying to look at it, and like you couldn't even read the thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it just didn't show up quite well. But you know, people talk about magic numbers or. Lucky numbers. Do you have a lucky number? No, I've never. I mean, I've always, anytime I've played sports, I'm always number three. So when I played, well, that's holy, you know, yeah. When I played baseball and softball, even in rugby, you don't get your numbers assigned. And I was, just, I was number three. So three. Well, I was figuring it was going to be three or seven or 12, you know, some kind of Something. pastoral holy number like that. Do you I, have a favorite number? Well, you know, I don't really, I don't know if I have a favorite number. I am kind of weird about numbers, though, on the microwave or on the volume on the television. So I like prime numbers. That's just kind of a weird thing. So seven happens to be prime. Three is prime. Those are both functional for me. But like if the microwave is timing down, you know, five, four, three, I can stop it on five or three or two. All those are totally fine because they're (laughs) prime numbers. Uh, Volume on the television gets a little tricky. Cause you got to go, it's going to be 37 or 41, 43, 47, you know, and then my son comes in and he wants it on a five or a zero. And so we're basically a mess unless it's actually on the number five. <laughs> it, it's so funny you say that. Cause I'm the same way with that. Like my volume has to be five or a zero if possible. And anytime I get gas, I always have to be on a five or a zero. Every, every time, time you're gassy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, well, this is not speaking of gassy, but a lot of people <laughs> eat f- a lot of food over over the holidays <laughs> and could be, you know, yeah. And so you end up, you know, feeling all kinds of different ways. Maybe you feel like you ate too much food. You just didn't do enough and so on. So we're, let's talk today about New Year, about maybe holidays a little bit, but like, you know, what we experience, but then the new year and how people bring in the new year by sometimes looking back, sometimes looking ahead. Do you have any specific new year's traditions in your you know, personal space or your family or anything like that? Uh, not real. I mean, we do the Brittany's family did this growing up and we do, uh, we did as well. And we, so we still do where 
at midnight, you open up the door to let out the old year and let in the new year. It's like an old Irish tradition. Mm. Uh, we still do that. It's actually funny. We've always watched the ball drop. This is the first year we didn't because we were watching the uh, Ohio State <laughs> and Georgia oh, game. Oh, yeah. And literally the kick was happening at midnight. And I went to turn the ball on and Brittany's like, don't turn it now. Like the kick literally happened at midnight. Exactly. So this is the first year and I can't remember how long that I didn't watch the ball drop because of the football game. OK, which I'm I'm not mad at. No, it was kind of a wild but, game, though. It was, oh man, that was so much fun to watch. Yeah, the other was, one was pretty wild too. Um, yeah, both. Michigan this is the first time. First time in years, I remember both first games or f- first first round games were actually competitive. But yeah, and then on New Year's D- Day, I don't know if this is a tradition. I know it's a big deal in Pittsburgh. We always eat pork and sauerkraut. That's like the first of the year. We always joke as it cleans you out. <laughs> okay, that we're back to the gas um, situation yes. here. I don't know how this, this is well, why I bring you? it up. I know it ties it in. So, do you all have a tradition? Tradition. Well, what we did for a, a while is we um, we did a, a Deadpool. Are you familiar mm. with that? Um, I have. I think I've heard it. What is it? Okay, I, so you can do it a bunch of different ways, but a Deadpool is where you uh, you pick people that you think may pass away in the coming yes. year. Yes, I've heard that. Yes. And of course the the trick or the part of the game is to try to select people who maybe are not 150 years old or mm. aren't currently on their deathbed. And so you're picking people who maybe otherwise are healthy that you think might just you know bite it in the coming year. Um for a super long time Michelle was picking Pat Sajak. <laughs> and I I don't know exactly why, but she just kept thinking Pat Sajak. And for a little while, she was going with Betty White, which, oh. you know, uh, we know that that happened. And uh, um, Barbara Walters was also on her list. And so we but we haven't actually participated in a Deadpool for a long time. So Michelle got super excited when Barbara Walters passed. She goes, I was finally right. (laughs) Well, Michelle, you're sick. Yeah, well, she's (laughs) she's also the person that would like to. um, I mean, she could she would be a coroner if she could Mm, um, mm -hmm. or medical examiner of some kind. But one thing that's on her bucket list is to be walking along maybe taking a jog or be on a run or something and be the first person to, to stumble upon a, a body huh. that's on her sadistic list. So much about <laughs> Michelle right now. Yeah. Well, see that. And the thing is my daughter, Evelyn is very much like that. And they are two of the nicest, kindest, most yeah. unassuming people ever. And really there's just kind of a twisty side to them. That's Which is nice. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, Deadpool is one of our traditions. Okay. And uh, of course, we, we've gotten together to make resolutions and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just all the boring stuff. Um, but mostly we try to, if we're going to do a resolution of any kind, we try to do something that's really, truly achievable, not something that's crazy out yeah. there. So, yeah, that's what yeah. we do. But I've seen what other people do. And I know that uh, for today in particular, we're talking about this sort of stuff. I, I have a friend. Uh, her name is Trista. 
And she does not go by that on Facebook. But if she does listen to this, she'll know obviously who she is. But anyway, so she has a list of four things that she is striving for or maybe is encouraging other people to do in 2023. And okay. she she uses some colorful language that I'm not going to use here. Um, but she says in 2023, stop spreading BS around. Okay. okay. So that's one thing. And I think that's kind of speaking to, you know, people just make up stuff and they're telling oh, yeah. lies or whatever it might be. So just stop BSing. Or maybe it's like even the quality of conversation. You know, we don't have deep conversations with as many people as we should. So, but anyway, stop spreading the BS and then get off the internet. And I think that's speaking to, you know, spend less time on the internet with your screens and whatnot. Get out in nature. As we're get on out, the internet. As we are right now. But I mean, there's, <laughs> there's value here. It's not like it's totally junk, but, you know, spend less well, time you know. here uh, and interacting with people. And maybe in that interaction with people, she says, don't be a, well, she says, don't be a body part. You know, okay. don't be, don't be a, that person basically. Okay. okay. And, and then the last one, be excellent to each other. So whether or not you feel like some of those things overlap or not, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of valid I mean, wisdom in that, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if, if everybody would just follow that, I think we'd have be in a much better world, you know? Right. There's a lot of ways to word those things. Like, don't yeah. be a, don't be a whatever just if we had the capacity to just not be those things would we not be them like just let's just say jerk like don't be a jerk um do we do we possess the ability to just stop being jerks <laughs> like all the I'm, time i mean i'm i always tell Brittany always laughs at me because i always say i don't want to get preaching she's like well that's you're a preacher preach but- it I feel like if we are living to be as Christians to be more and more like Christ, then yeah, we're equipped not to be a jerk because the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that is singular, the fruit of the spirit, as right. I say it weirdly. So yeah, I would say that we are equipped to not be jerks. However, some of the most jerky people I know claim Christ as their savior. Right. Okay. So one of our Advent devotions, I think was about Christ came to die, but also, oh, to deal with sin. And so we talked about how, um, because of the work of Jesus Christ, we have the ability to not sin. Basically we can, we, we don't have to sin, (laughs) but when we do, then we're forgiven. He's forgiven us. Yes. Right. So, so right there, things. it says we do have the ability not to sin, but we're going to. <laughs> so we have the ability to not be jerks. Yeah. Like it's not beyond us. Okay. But that's from a Christian perspective. Do non-Christians have the ability to not be jerks? I would say, uh, yes, I, that's true too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Christ died for the sins of the world. So I think whether you embrace him as Lord and Savior or not, perhaps that still empowers people to not be jerks. We just don't have to be that way yeah okay i mean again so some of the most jerky people i know are christians claim christ but then some of the most generous nice joyful people i know now they might not have joy in christ but they are nice people maybe even happy yeah 
happy yeah, people. happy people who who do not claim Christ. So hmm. yes, I I believe, as you said, we're equipped, all okay. of us. So cool, cool. Um, all right. So other things for the the new year. I kind of wonder what other people think of resolutions. Well, let's just talk about resolutions um, because we it be it's resolutions tend to be like, Oh, I guess I'll make them or, Oh, I guess everybody makes them. It's kind of mid or cliche to talk about resolutions. Yeah. Um, do they have any value? Is there any real good point to making that part of your practice or the concept of a resolution? I mean, you know, that saying, they say that a contract is only as good as the people who sign it type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a resolution is only as good as a person is only as good a, as the person who gives it. You know, if if you say the cliche resolution of I'm going to go to the gym every day, well, if you're doing that just to say it or hoping something's going to happen, but then you don't actually take action, then it's not going to happen. You know, right. that what's I mean, it's a proven fact that January there are more gym memberships uh, started in January than any other month of the year because of these resolutions. And, you know, some people stick with it. Great. I mean, I know people who threw a New Year's resolution of going to the gym every day. It's it's 10, 15 years later and they're still doing it. They okay. They they set that up and they made it part of their life and they made it part of what they do and they're still doing it. Okay. So do you think more people stick to their resolutions or more people start a resolution, start doing something different and then fall away from it. I mean, I think I know the answer to this one. They probably yeah. fall away from it. Um, but so I guess I'm just wondering that I've got a friend in the congregation here, um, Carl, Carl Rausch, and we've talked at uh, a gathering of guys about the concept of setting goals. And he doesn't mm-hmm. really like the idea of setting goals because you are inevitably going to fail to achieve the goal. And then you set yourself up effectively for failure. I mean, <laughs> if you yeah. don't set a goal, then you really aren't going to fail at it. Uh, but, and I don't, he has a much more eloquent way of describing what he does, uh, but they're not benchmarks. They're not goals. He doesn't like find loopholes or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but if we set these maybe reasonable or otherwise unreasonable goals and we don't live up to them. Does that like ruin our year? So like two weeks in, we stop going to the gym or we start, we fall off of our diet plan. And now you feel like you're just like the whole year is shot. Cause now you've already, you, you kind of, you set these goals and you just, you don't, you can't even, you can't even do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's funny. I saw something on Facebook the other day that said it was like, 10 o'clock the next morning on January 1st, it goes, well, right. I already messed up. I know 2024 <laughs> is my year. You know, it, w- when it comes to resolutions, I, I think, you know, I kind of talked about this with our congregation this past Sunday. We started a new series in the book, uh, the Gospel of John, going to go through the whole thing. Who knows how long it'll take. Uh, but we were, t- I talked a little bit about resolutions. And, but for me, I really think that especially Americans that we make resolutions so often because we think it'll bring happiness or completeness Mm. or fullness or newness of, you know, well, why are you, why do you want to go to the gym every day? Why I want to get in better health. But I think so many people, if they're honest, deep down inside, they're thinking, well, 
I'm broken. I'm sad. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm depressed. And maybe if I go to the gym and I see all these other people on Facebook and they look so happy going to the gym and doing this and eating better. Yeah, again, those are good things. But are you trying to fill a void of something in your life with something that's not going to actually fill? Does that make sense? I, I think that's what resolutions are so often used for, which is why so often they're broken because it's not going to bring you true happiness or true fullness or true completeness or whatever that is. Right. Like chasing the resolution itself isn't going to bring that. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it doesn't allow for any of the wiggle. So like you wake up one morning and you just feel like, like either sick or just tired. And so do you follow through on your resolution or because I got to go to the gym, I got to do the thing. Otherwise I feel like a failure. Or do you really just allow yourself to stay in bed that one time, you know, and just get a little more sleep or rest? Yeah. It well, and the, one of the things I always go to is the Bible. You know, that's a big resolution with Christians. I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. Oh, you're and getting I, all preachy with the Bible, man. <laughs> well, and I and I talked like I've talked to people about this who they go, "I'm going to read the whole Bible." And I've asked them, "Have you done it before?" No. And I usually say, "Okay, well, how much have you read?" Not much. And so for me, I'm like, "Okay, so you're going to from 0 to 60, right. or 0 to 100." So what happens in a case like this is Okay, so the gym's a little bit different, but you know, day one you read what you're supposed to. Day two, day three, oh, I missed day four. Oh, I missed day five. Oh, I missed day six. And then day seven, you're like, oh no, now I gotta read four, five, six, and seven just to catch it's too much. So I tell people Yep. Yeah. So I tell people, maybe just start with the New Testament or be happy with that. Start with the New Testament or whatever that looks like. So again, back to the resolutions. I think we so often set these impractical goals or these impractical, do you really think you're going to go to the gym every day? Be honest. Life happens. You have kids. You have a job. No, it's probably not going to happen every day. But then once that first time we fail, then we go, well, we failed. That's the end of it. (laughs) Right. So, okay. But we set those goals or those resolutions to be like, this is what I should do. Like I should read the Bible. So then we say, well, we, we should read the Bible in a year. Well, wh- how often should you read the Bible? Like what's the, what's the actual point of reading the Bible? Is it that you accomplish the, the fact of reading the whole thing in a year or six months? Why don't you read, why don't you read the whole Bible in a month? Maybe that's the, the real goal, because if you really want to know what God's word says, you should read it all right away. Um, so, but I think we we set the goals based on what we think is maybe at least the a standard, like we yeah. should be able to do this, as opposed to what we think we can actually accomplish. Yeah, and you're now. I think we're going into more of a Christian life of, <clears throat> well, we're supposed to read our Bible every day, so I might as well read the whole. But why are you doing it? Are you doing it just to check it off and to say? I did it. Or why are you okay? Back to the gym thing. Why are you going to the gym? Is it really to lose weight? Is it really to get in shape? Or is it because you think that that's what you're supposed to do? So that's what you're going to mm-hmm. do. Again, reading the Bible. Yeah, if you can do the whole thing in a year, great. But like you said, if you're going to do a whole thing in a year, why not in a month? You know, I, I have a friend. I mean, it's been he's going on. I think it's ten years. He reads through the whole Bible three times in a year. Um, Oof. He doesn't have a plan. He literally has done it so often that he just knows what to read and he reads so much and he just knows what to do kind of thing. Because 
he said he's he tells me he goes every year i use a new bible to do it and i make new notes he goes and i learn something new every year that's why i do it because i learn something new every time i read the word okay that's that a good like reason a, to, that's a healthy that's a healthy attitude yes. about reading it yeah now he did tell me he said the first year i did it it was because our church did it and i thought it would be a good idea but he said then i got excited about it and then i i kept doing it so um Yes, I mean, I, I guess I don't know where I'm getting at other than where's, you know what I'm about to go to, James? Where's your posture of the heart? Oh. Are you doing it just to do it? Or are you saying, exa- for example, the Bible, I want to do because I want to grow closer to Jesus and learn more about who he is so I can be more like him. Yeah. So I, I think our motivation is, you know, that's the thing that we've got to get right. You know, why are you doing it? Why are we doing the things that we're doing? So, because if your if your motivation isn't there, um, then or if it's not accurate, maybe not the right motivation, then you're you're gonna fall apart. So, you know, like working out for the sake of somebody else or working out in order to feel better. Well, as soon as you don't feel better, then you might just start giving up on working out. Or if you Mm -hmm. if you're reading the Bible and you don't feel maybe less depressed or more loved or less lonely or any of those things. Uh, what are you what are you setting the, the 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 Bible up for, or what are you setting God up for? And if He doesn't follow through, or doesn't if it if it doesn't happen for you, you might just walk away from it. Yeah. For this last weekend, um, I preached on Matthew chapter two, and this is after the wise men left. So it's the mm-hmm. flight into Egypt and uh, Herod killing the the children in Bethlehem, and I talked about how Mary and Joseph and Jesus all seem to have a practice of listening to the word of God, whether it comes from the angels, the joyful noise of the shepherds relaying the message of the angels, or um, or, or Joseph, again, hearing the, mm-hmm. the message in the dream. And, and then Jesus, he's consulting with the father all the way through to his crucifixion. And he, he, he does what his parents demonstrated for him in terms of what, how do you live life by listening to the word of God? It's like a regular practice. He's always listening to the word in highs and our lows, and we just don't ever get away from it. And that's a good practice, no matter how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. So go back, going back to the Bible, I think people should read the Bible. Yeah. Um, but what at what pace and at with what goals in mind and so on, I think that's a great goal, a great resolution for the new year. And if people are all about it, I mean, I've got some yeah. Bible reading plans. And you probably I, do too. I was going to say, it, please don't think James and I are not saying, don't try to read through the Bible in a year. This, I mean, there are some great plans out there. Again, James and I have some we could share with you uh, that are powerful, but make sure you're doing it for the right reason, not just to check a box off. You know, for, for our church this past Sunday, like I said, we started John and I was joking with people saying it could take us 60 weeks to do this. Do you need to take 60 weeks to read through the gospel, John? You don't, but we're going to be studying it in depth each week. And I focused this past week. I said, you know, we can turn to all these worldly things for fullness and newness. We can turn to New Year's resolutions. We can do this. However, they're all going to it's all going to leave us empty. It's maybe a momentary fullness or excitement, but it's it has to be turning to Christ. It has to be turning to God's word. So let's turn to God's word, but do it for the right reason for that edification, not 
just for checking a box off. Yep. S- same thing with the gym or eating healthier. You know, do it for the right reasons. You know, and and if you here's the thing, James. Right? What, what do we always say? We all fall short of the glory of God. We're all going to fall short in our goals as well. Mm-hmm. So understand that as well. It's it's going to happen, but yeah. All right. And then there's so there's forgiveness and there's starting over. Yeah. Over and over again. It's kind of a lifelong uh, cyclical process. Speaking of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, I've needed a lot of that in my life. I'm just going to say. That would probably be a good topic for future (laughs) podcasts, wouldn't you say? You like that? I do. We kind of just gave gave you a little glimpse into what we're going to talk about the next few weeks. Yeah, we're going to look back at our lives and our pastoral careers, our personal lives, and talk about memories in a way that might, some of them might be good, but some of them, I think our focus is going to be on things that we maybe could have done better. Yeah. So what we learn from and hopefully give you all some wisdom and some insight from, man, we, man, I have failed a lot. Ooh, I love talking about my failures because because it's easy. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, there, there's a lot of, uh, of material <laughs> yes. when it comes yeah. to figuring out what to say there. And so, I think as Christians, we so often don't want to talk about that stuff. So we're going to talk about it and hopefully get you all comfortable and understanding we do fall short, all of us. And uh, there's a reason we're called not the worst pastors. Because we sure are not the best. <laughs> Hope we're not the worst, though. <laughs> we fit someplace in between, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of uh, episode twenty-one. Actually, yes. uh, of hey, all James, of our yeah. Real quick, can we just thank our listeners? Um, I don't think they know we we hit fifteen hundred downloads. Yeah. Uh, over the Advent season, and so just thank you all for listening, James and I. When we started this, we had no idea where this was going to go. Uh, but thank you for listening and for being part of our little community. Again, always be reaching out to us. Uh, we'd love this to grow however God wants it to and to bless you all. But just thank you for it. Uh, we were shocked when we saw the little achievement of 1500 downloads. Yep. And we do want it to grow. But either way, we're going to still spend a bunch of time talking to each other and sharing <laughs> all of our words with you. So. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we look forward to the the rest of the, the coming new year. And um Like I said, this has been episode 21 of Not the Worst Pastors, and we're excited to um, to bring you new content in the the new year. So um, take care. That's it. See See ya.